This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Let me tell you about Built Bar. Oh, they're yummy. Stu, back me up on this. Yummy, yummy, yummy. Uh, we have spent approximately 38% of my salary on Built Bars over the past five years. So, yes. Between his wife's like purchases of purses <laughs> and Built Bar. That's the other 62%. Which, which she fills her purses with. He's got no money. Please <laughs> donate. Feed a stew today. Um, People can tell I've been fed. That's the problem. Um, uh, Built Bar is a great, great snack. It's a protein bar. Um, but when I say that, I think of really nasty, you know, sawdust bars. Um, pro- this protein bar is fantastic. It's low in calories, about 130 calories. It is made with real chocolate. I don't know how they make them uh, as good as they do. It's it's honestly, it's witchcraft. Um, but I'm telling you, they are fantastic. Built.com slash Beck. Built.com slash Beck. Get your, uh, your new favorites box today. You got mine, Steven Crowder, Steve Dace. Uh, of course, mine. Try them now. Built.com slash Beck. What a great show. Uh, Great, great show lined up for you. Not on this show. Not this show. But there is a great show waiting for you out there someplace. Today, behind my cardboard microphone, we begin in 60 seconds because it's Friday. Tonight, when you climb into bed, you're going to be lying down on excellent sheets, maximum comfortability, or are you just going, you know, into bed. I'm telling you, uh, my pillow makes the best sheets. They're the Giza Dream sheets. They are back now at their lowest price ever. We all would like to catch a break. You know, can you uh, not bleed me dry just for a second? Yes, yes. Mike Lindell, he's like, I got, I got to get these sheets. And, uh, you know, when I'm in prison, because the FBI is just going to make up something. I hope they don't hang me with my own sheets in prison. Boy, that would, I'm sorry, that's a little, that's a little too much, isn't it? I mean, a little too soon from Epstein. Anyway, um, 
sleep on these sheets. They are fantastic. Fantastic. The Giza Dream Sheets. Lowest price ever, $39.99. $39.99. Sleep on the best and really some of the best sheets. In fact, the best sheets I've ever slept on at that price. It's crazy. MyPillow.com. Click on the Radio Listener Special Square. Check out the flash sale Giza Dream Sheets along with the other limited time offers. Enter the promo code BECK or call 800-966-3117. 800-966-3117. Get the great radio specials now at MyPillow.com. Promo code BECK. Oh, hello, Stu. How are you? Glenn, how are you? Oh, do you even need to ask? You look happy as usual. Yes, thank you. Well adjusted. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. An it's optimistic gr- future oh my. lays ahead. I have, I mean, I've had quite a week. I've had about six hours sleep this week. Oh, that's good. So Combined? I'm, uh, combined. Okay. So I'm really, really good. <laughs> and then I get to go home and, uh, and, and, and go and drive for about 14 hours to my son's football game. It's an away game. Someplace in Texas. Oh, God. Uh, this is the only time I miss the East Coast right. where like, you know, the whole you could drive the whole state and back in like 25 minutes. Right. You know what I mean? Yes. Here. Oh, no. my gosh. Yeah. So I'm I'm excited about that. I'm excited about that. Um, but I got this show in front of me and this show is just full of good stuff. I've actually got good news for you. I mean, not not not. Not three hours worth, but I got some good news for you. So at some point during the next three hours, I'm going to get, I'm going to start with it. Somebody asked me last night, they said, uh, Glenn, what do you really think about the election? And I'm like, could people stop asking me? What do I really think? I tell you every yeah. day. It's not like I have, you know, I got to yeah. tell you, I'm so optimistic right now. I mean, I don't have a secondary opinion on stuff. As someone who spent multiple decades as your executive producer, <laughs> the problem is he says what he really believes too much. That's that's the real issue we've had with the show over the years. It's, it's not okay. hiding anything. Right. So they say, what do you really think? And I said, you know what? Let me let me let me say it this way. If this were any other time in American history, I would think that this is going to be a red tidal wave, just a tidal wave that will collapse the Democratic Party possibly forever. Okay. Wow. Yeah. You'd think with the performance of the last couple of years, that would be what we'd be looking at here. And the fact that they're still fighting for, you know, hey, pedophilia is not so bad. Uh you would think that this would put them out of business forever. That, they just added that to the Democratic platform, by the way. Pedophilia is not so bad. Yeah, yeah that's, that's yeah. Just, well, just a quick line. Did you see what they're doing in Virginia? We're going to talk about this later. You see what Virginia is doing? The Virginia Democrats are trying to pass a law. It's not going to pass, but it might in, what, four years when the, when the governor is gone or six years when he can't run again. Um, the uh, Democratic legislature is putting in that... Parents must um, affirm their child's chosen gender or they can have their kids taken away from them. They're actually trying to pass that law now. Have they learned nothing? Nothing. Here you are in a state that's really a blue leaning state and you have a Republican governor just because of things like that. Yeah, I know. So they're trying to pass that. And, um, you know, usually you would think, well, that's suicide. But no. No, they're just going for it. 
And what what is crazy to me is so many things have been made political that are just it's clouding everybody's vision, everybody's vision. You know, you 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 want to talk about pedophilia? Let's talk about pedophilia. But can we do it without saying, yeah, but Trump, can we not make this about politics and instead about the molestation of our children? You know what I mean? So I would be very optimistic any other time, but I can no longer predict America because half of America is a psycho. They've just lost touch with reality. Um, however, uh, the, the other point B on this one on the downside is uh, I would think it would be an absolute red wave if I had belief in the system. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I am I'm shell shocked enough to say I'm not sure this is going to be free and fair. Um, and you like, for instance, you will you could convince me that uh, Donald Trump won in a landslide, but I need evidence and I don't have the evidence. I have things we should follow and things we should check out. I mean, nobody's following, you know, Dinesh D'Souza's uh, uh, breadcrumbs. We need an official group to sit down and really, truly follow. But that's not going to happen. So you could convince me that he won in a landslide. You can convince me that he lost. But you will never convince me that they didn't at least try to do everything they can to throw this election. Okay, there's there's no way that you can convince me that the Democrats didn't use every tool in their toolbox to rig this last election. Would you agree with that? I mean, if you had if you picture a scenario in which, um, I don't know, Kamala Harris is sitting in a room by herself and there's a button that says that she could switch the election to them winning instead of the Republicans. Clearly, they'd press it. Right. If the question is just how difficult it is to pull something like that off. But I don't th- have any any hesitation at all in that if they had the opportunity and felt and they, they could pull it off. And they did. I mean, you know. They did. Just... I'm not saying they did pull it off, mm-hmm. but they had the opportunity and they t- tried every by changing laws, by drop boxes, certainly, all certainly of that Certainly by changing stuff. laws before the election Correct. took place. They Correct. definitely tried to tilt the playing field in their, in, their, in their advantage. So I advantage. don't have any faith that they're not going to try that again. And their arrogance, like, let's take children away from their parents. Let's sign this new law a couple of weeks before the election. The arrogance that is either suicidal arrogance um, uh, or it is it's like, don't worry about it. Everything's taken care of. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And I don't want to think that way because yeah, I be, do uh, think I, that this this election, you got to go out and vote. I know I am. Uh, and uh, everybody's got to go out and vote. I believe we can just overwhelm the ballot box this time. And we talked about this a little bit on Studios America on, on Wednesday's show that the messaging of the election is going to be stolen is really dangerous for Republicans because yeah. honestly, like if you believe that, then why go? Why go? Yeah. Right. I mean, then that, that's what happened. I think in Georgia right. in the runoffs, right. I, you know, there was so much messaging around, Oh, this was stolen. Don't, w- they're never going to ch- count your vote anyway. That's how Warnock got uh, in. Warnock and, uh, and uh, Ossoff both mm-hmm. got in that way. Yeah. And it's also the reason we just spent, five trillion dollars 
Yeah. Because they got control of the Senate by the right. slimmest of majorities. Right. So, um, and I and I don't think that they have it locked down where they can guarantee. I think they'll try. They're trying. But I, there's always you know, shenanigans. Yeah. There's I believe this is, we are going to win. The thing that has bothered me, and here comes the good news. The thing that has bothered me was the arrogance until yesterday. Joe Biden giving a speech. He says, I'm telling you, no joke, folks. Um, Inflation's going to get much worse if Republicans win. And I thought, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Hmm. He's admitting that inflation exists. And he knows, everybody knows, it's going to get much worse. But he's signaling now, if they win, that's how we're going to defend. We're just going to push it all on the Republican Congress. You watch. They, he's just signaled, there's a possibility we're not going to take this thing. And so he's starting to play the cards now. You watch, by January... By January, they'll be sworn in for like 20 minutes and Joe Biden and the media will be saying inflation is out of control and this do nothing Congress is only making things worse. Okay, he just played that card yesterday. I've never seen him play that card before. Have you? He's not even he doesn't even he doesn't even really admit that there is inflation or that it's going to be a problem. It was transitory up until 10 minutes ago. Yes. So that gives me great optimism. So this is you're saying this is a preview of their argument when they yes. lose because he believes they will lose. Yes. Or, or they're talking about it. I don't know if he believes anything or does anything other than <laughs> right. uh, talking. I don't know who said this. Oops, I guess I shouldn't have said that out loud. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Uh, so but it's being discussed and he played it yesterday. I like your optimism. I, I We've heard this from a bunch of conservative commentators recently that there's going to be this red wave. And I, th- I think there's a chance of it. I I'm think not as confident be, as everybody else seems to be. Though. No, I know. And, and it, it could be a in a normal period of time. This would be Reagan Mondale. This would be 49 out of 50 states. Just Red. Yeah, I mean, look, obviously we don't have a presidential election. There's right. not even state elections in 50 states uh, for, no, for, for I, the Senate. I, I know that, but, but you, what I'm saying, saying that, is the equivalent of that. The equivalent yeah. of that in the midterms. It would just be, it would be a stunning victory in normal times. Yeah, one, one thing that's interesting about looking at this as a wave, right? We look back at the 2010 election as a wave election, the biggest wave in the past century. That was the Tea Party uh, wave. And so many seats were won by Republicans. There was, I can't remember the number, but it was close to like 100 seats. I mean, it was, mm-hmm. it was an incredibly mm-hmm. high number. Because of the starting point this time, though, in the House, the House is just can't. a razor-thin majority for... The, right. for so if you can get to 200, 240 seats is arguably the high-water mark that Republicans could shoot for rationally. In, in a wave election, they could get into that vicinity. If that it's, happens, that is a wave election. That, oh, yeah. People because won't talk it, about it as much that that's, way. But that's what but that's how we have to frame this. Mm-hmm. The the um, the seats that are available are not in Republicans favor. OK, in 2024, it's the exact opposite. And it's that, all in Republicans favor. 
Okay, so and that makes a difference. And that's in the Senate. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, in the House, everybody's up for every two years. Everybody's up every two years. And you you talk about a huge uh, wave coming. You could wind up with uh, with tons and tons of seats, a a large majority. Or you could see a a narrow victory for Republicans that. At least will still block the worst instincts of, mm-hmm. the, of the Democrats, but will not be enough to to really move the needle in a way of saying, like, there's a mandate for what Republicans are trying to do, whatever that is. Uh, you know, it's just I think at this point, you know, we talked about this on the on your election special the other night. There is a, an instinct from Republicans right now to say, look, we just need to not be them. If we're just not them, we'll win. Yeah. And I do think that there's something to that. Yes. Right? Like, you probably, if you are just, we are not going to do the same things Joe Biden is doing, you probably will win. But that's not going to give you a mandate going forward for decades of leadership. No. That might win you a midterm. Yes. Yes. And that's short-term thinking. Correct. However, uh, let let me tell you what I think, because he said yesterday, you know, it's going to get much worse if Republicans win. Let me tell you what their strategy is. Let me tell you what your next two years of life are going to be like if the Republicans win. Okay? We'll do that in 60 seconds. Right now, there are whole generations of Americans who have been raised on the notion that there's a pharmaceutical answer to every problem. You know, hey, some drugs work better than others. You know, fewer side effects than others. Uh, The medicine that we have today, mark my words, because this is always true, um, in 100 years, will look like we're barbarians. Okay? Um, better living through pharmaceuticals, I think, have been taken too far. We're putting too much crap into our systems that just doesn't belong there. Well, one way you can get some of that crap out of your system is if you're in pain, don't take pharmaceuticals. Please try Relief Factor. It's 100% natural. It works for me. Uh, it works for so many people that I know. It doesn't work for, like, for instance, my best friend. He doesn't. And it's not Stu. It's not Pat. I'm not even in the top 10. No, you guys are. That's a that's a radio thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, doesn't work for my best friend. Um, and that is because their bodies are just different. Okay. 70% of the people who try this go on to order more month after month. I mean, 30% is not going to work. But if you're in real pain, try this. It doesn't mess you up. It's actually good for you. Reduces inflammation in your body. And if it can, if it can move the needle for you. Please just try it. Get your life back. Relieffactor.com. 800, the number four relief. 800, the number four relief or relieffactor.com. 10 seconds. Station ID. Oh, yeah. All right. So let me tell you what I think is going to happen. Uh, The Republicans will win the House and the Senate. From my mouth to God's ear, please, Lord, please. Um, and inflation is going to get much, much worse. How could you possibly say that? Well, I mean, um, something's weird about this stuff with Jamie Dimon. Let me just say that. And we'll get to that maybe some other day. Um, but he is coming out and he is saying, uh, I told you that it was a hurricane, Category 5, back in the summer. I'm telling you, I was underestimating what is coming. Came out yesterday and said there is a 30% drop in the market from here that is about to hit. 30% mm. market drop. That is massive, massive. 
Um, and, you know, dogs and cats are going to be living together. It's <laughs> going to be ugly. So the Republicans will be blamed for everything by the media and the um, uh, and the um, uh, the Democrats. And they'll say it's a do nothing Congress. And because we have a do nothing Congress, we're going to have to take some emergency actions. And this president is going to start uh, dictating. And he's also, I mean, he already is, but worse. And he's also going to um, put into action his little foot soldiers of BLM and Antifa and everything else. They're not related. They don't know. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, you're going to start to see real trouble again on the streets. And it's going to all be tied to like an Occupy Wall Street kind of thing. They're getting bailouts. These people are getting out. And we're not getting. We need these Republicans to step aside so we can just start giving money to the people. And it's going to get ugly. It's going to get ugly. And we're going to need to help each other and come together. They're not telling you this now, but I'm I am telling you. I don't know why we keep saying we're going to be in a recession. We're in a recession and things are going to get bad. They are bad. You know, how bad can a recession get? I think we're headed for a depression and then a complete collapse of the U.S. dollar within the next five years. So just mentally prepare for that and then think, what do I have to do to make sure my friends, my neighborhood, my family, my community is set to weather that storm? Because when you get a, you know, marauding people that are just hungry in the cities and angry and they're spurred on by crazy politicians, what do you do to keep your community safe? That's the way you have to start thinking, because it's going to get you know, Did you notice that it was the streets were on fire? Biden wins. <laughs> no, no one knows how to get to the streets no, anymore. Yeah, it's like I don't Molotov cocktail. That sounds lovely, darling. Can you make a Molotov cocktail for me, please? Remarkable. Remarkable. The second they got and their power. The second they lose the power, it's coming back. Mm. It's coming back. Remember, I told you how they took over in the in Hungary, the Soviets. They have they have control at the top. They get their foot soldiers on the bottom to rise up and cause so much chaos. This is what happened in Germany as well. So much chaos. The top has no choice but to come down and build a cage for everybody because the average people are calling out for help, help. Somebody's got to help us. Strengthen your state and your local community so that is not the cry from you. Stand guard, America. Stand guard. But we make it. It's going to be good. Oh, my gosh. I'm so positive today. This is very concerning. Oh, yeah. You should panic because I'm positive. If you have a panic room, you should be in it already. Lock yourself in. I'm going in there now. We're going to take a break, but I'm not coming back. I'm not coming out of that room. The Glenn Beck Program. Melanie wrote in about her dog's experience with rough greens. She said, I was very skeptical about trying rough greens. I'm sure my dog wouldn't eat it. But boy, was I wrong. My dog loves rough greens. I was the same way. Uno would never eat. And, uh, you know, it's not like you're just going to put it down there and they just leave. I don't know why. I had this conversation with my wife many times. He's going to eat eventually. No, no. So we had to, like, literally hand feed this dog. 
Those days are gone. I saw Rough Greens. I was like, I don't care if it has tinfoil. If it's made in tinfoil, if he'll eat his food, great. Good thing is, not made of tinfoil, has all of the really good stuff, vitamins, minerals, probiotics, antioxidants, and Uno loves it and eats. And I have seen a huge difference in my dog, just like Melanie did. So get your free trial bag right now. All you pay for is shipping. Go to roughgreens.com slash back. That's roughgreens.com slash back or call 833-GLEN-33. It's 833-GLEN-33. Call them today. Roughgreens.com slash back. In times like these, we really do need the truth. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn to save 10 bucks off Blaze TV. Hello, you sick, twisted freak. Welcome to the program. Uh, well, it's Friday, so we look at the biggest stories of the week. Here's the biggest personal story of the week for me. Why didn't someone tell me that somebody had found a pair of Levi's from the 1880s in a mine and that it was up for auction? Why didn't somebody tell me that? Normally, that's not something I would bid on and be like, okay, great. It's a pair of old Levi's and I hate Levi's. Um, However, however, I would like to make an offer of $100,000 right now for that pair that was just won for $87,000. I will make you an offer. I will even pay the 15% uh, uh, auction fee fee Mm -hmm. on top of it um, for this reason. These are a pair of Levi's uh, found in an old mining shaft from the 1800s. Now... Great. They just look like a pair of old jeans. You can buy a pair like that today, and they look like that. However, on the inside pocket, you know how it always says Levi's, best fit, best quality? Okay. On the inside pocket, they always have their logo, and it says things like that. And this says, from 1880, the best value, Levi Strauss and Company, celebrated copper rivets, overalls, and spring-bottom jeans. Um, Levi Sprouse, uh, uh, Strauss, genuine. Uh, nothing is genuine without our trademark. Best finish, best materials, and the only type made by all white workers. Wow. That's worth $100,000 to me because I'll make that pocket very famous. Just to very jam it in the face jam of Levi's. Jam it in their face. That might be the logo of an American museum at some point that I build. That is worth the price. Made by all white workers. Where are they from? Where are they still from? San Francisco, people. San Francisco. Now you can buy Levi's made by no white workers. (laughs) All Chinese workers. You know, the ones that they were pointing out at this time. We don't have any we don't have any of those Asians touching a single rivet in our pants. That was anti-Asian. Please sell those pants to me. Please sell those pants to me. I want to make them very very famous. If you won't sell them to me, will you come and be on my show? Please bring the pants and come and let me do an interview with you about pants, a pants interview. 
Really about the pocket. Yeah. <laughs> Just want to talk about the pocket. Well, no, but Glenn, they're the voice, the, the genes, the, of wor- the wardrobe of the revolution. Of the revolution. Right? Yes, that's what they want to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's mm-hmm. send their past to be yeah. interesting they're, to bring up when they say that. They're great. Now, the other big story of the week for me, I think, is probably the Saudi Arabia thing. Because... Saudi Arabia, we know now that Joe Biden tried to get them to not reduce the oil until after the election, which is exactly what they were charging Donald Trump of doing. Mm -hmm. Okay, Mm -hmm. so affecting the election, it's come out and and Joe Biden said, that's outrageous and there's going to be consequences. And Saudi Arabia, did you read their letter? Oh, they were not. Holy cow, they're not happy. Um, we're picking a fight with Saudi Arabia um, and Saudi Arabia. We've just canceled because Joe Biden is mad at Saudi Arabia. How dare them do that? There's got to be consequences. Well, here's your consequence. We're not going to the defense of the Middle East uh, conference. We have this big conference all the time. That is a strategy on how to protect the um, the kingdoms if you will and the governments in the middle east and we're what are, what are we protecting them from iran okay so this is the conference on how to take iran and make sure that that pariah is kept in that fish tank we're not going we've decided not to go so we are not only negotiating with iran we're now not helping the middle east contain iran we're going to war, gang. We're going to war. Mike, mark my words. Within the next two years, the world will be at war. Oh, gosh. Do you want me to put this in the prediction calendar? Put it down. All right. Prediction calendar. I will add that. I hope you're wrong. I do, as, too. as usual with your predictions, I hope you're wrong. I'm usually not, except I'm wrong on timing. So it might be five years. Just saying. It might be next year. Great. Great news. All right. Okay. So I think that's the biggest story of the week to me. Stu, your biggest story of the week. Let me give you a couple. Yeah. Uh, number one, can we stop with the Pete Davidson Taco Bell breakfast ads? They, they <laughs> It needs to end. Please. Okay. So this is a personal. Well, this is like my you. Levi's biggest story of the week. I love Taco Bell. <laughs> right. I love breakfast. Right. I didn't think it was possible to take those two things and combine them and turn it into something I hate. But Pete <laughs> Davidson has done it. I, I hate these ads. They're on all the time. Make them stop. Here, I, I don't want like federal you. intervention. I don't want military intervention. <laughs> I will take both of them in this circumstance. <laughs> and I, will, I will tell you, I have a cure. Don't watch commercial television. No, I know. That's, don't watch television. But they're all over the internet. They're on every website I go to, and the one time you have to watch commercial television is for sports. So and, you and I are in different worlds, man, because I never get a Taco Bell commercial. I always get like, <laughs> want some end of the world seeds? <laughs> I, don't, I don't get targeted ads of Taco Bell. Really? No, and no. I should. Look at me. I should. Taco Bell, you're missing a huge market. <laughs> you're your own market. <laughs> yes, I am. Yes, I am. Okay, so uh, let me, a couple of others. Um, Joe Biden said one of the most irresponsible things I've ever heard a president say. Which one this week? Yeah, I know. There's a, usually a wide selection. Yeah. Uh, but he was talking about the recession. He was talking with Jake Tapper. And Tapper says, hey, you know, should Americans be preparing for a recession? And 
this thing that Joe Biden does, he immediately answers with a definitive answer. He says, no. And then he goes on to blather on about how he doesn't quite think there might be a recession or if there is a recession, it's not going to be a bad recession and all these other things. But like, wait a minute. (laughs) What do you mean Americans shouldn't prepare for a recession? Whether you think there's a recession around the corner or not. He's telling us we should prepare for nuclear war. Armageddon. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, Armageddon's coming. Right. But don't prepare. No. I mean, that's that's a cynical thing. I mean, it's it's what you'd expect out of a progressive. No, no, it's 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 not cynical. It's borderline evil. It's really irresponsible. Yeah. You you are you are telling people that even though any thinking person knows we a are already in a recession. Okay. And B, it is going to get worse. And my guess is shortly after the Republicans win control of the House and the Senate, Mm. then it's all going to be blamed on them. And all these things are going to come out in the media and show you how bad things and the future are going to be. Okay, even if you think there's a slight possibility, the answer of that question is Americans should always be prepared for anything. There's a lot of things that could happen. Yeah, I don't think the recession is going to get that bad. However, some people do believe it's going to get worse. We've had a a really rough 12 years here, and um, it could turn. The world is going to war. Europe could collapse. Putin could, uh, you know, vaporize the moon, and that would be very bad for the recession. Uh, You should say, and you can house it any way you want, but to tell people when we are in this kind of trouble not to prepare, go eat, drink, be merry. Mm. It's like, you know, it's, it's like telling people to go out to the uh, the Chinese New Year Festival in, in New York City in March 2020. Yeah. Right? And they did. And they did. And they did. That's what they did. Uh, one other option for you. I think this is more of an o- overarching story than maybe just a this week's story. But the California invasion. Not, you, we're a you know, conservative talk show. We're probably talking about the border. Well, that's a huge issue. And yes, that could also be the biggest issue of the week. But no, I'm talking about not people coming across the border and invading California. I'm talking about California invading the rest of the country. Yes. Can we stop with this? We have a situation where California is now trying to change these massive laws. The Supreme Court heard a case about it this week where they're trying to put in all these regulations that are going to affect all of these other uh, countries, our pork prices, our uh, egg our- prices, our beef prices, the way we the way farms even work in the rest of the nation. They're doing it horrible. with textbooks. They're doing it. They're doing it so many different ways. Yep. Changing with cars. They want to get rid of, uh, of of gas powered cars. That's going to affect the whole rest of the country. All of their dumb policies in, in California are affecting the rest of us. And let me give you a good example of a California policy and how this works in reality. In 2008, California voted for a bond issue for a high-speed rail line. Do you remember this? We've Mm -hmm. talked about it a little bit in the past. Yeah, it's going to work. The rail line was to be completed by 2020, and at the time, the cost seemed astronomical, $33 billion. Mm -hmm. Listen to how many qualifiers there are in this next paragraph. This is from the New York Times. 14 years later, construction is now underway on part of a 171-mile starter line connecting a few cities in the middle of California, which has been promised for 2030, but few expected to make that goal. Oh, 
You know, can I tell you something? By the way, we, new 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 cost at this point, not thirty three billion, one hundred and thirteen billion dollars. Okay, but wait a minute. You know that the the construction people they left the 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 company that was running all of this. Oh yeah, they went. They I think they went to France. Yeah, let me well, let me give you these two more. All right, okay, yeah. I got it. First of all, SNCF. You're talking about this French National Railroad. They built the bullet train in Europe. Yeah. They did all the this. French. The French. The French. They come to America. They say, hey, we want to help you develop this. The company pulled out in 2011. SNCF, the company, was very angry. They told the state they were leaving for North Africa, which was, quote, less politically dysfunctional. They went to Morocco <laughs> and helped them build a train system. Morocco's bullet train started in 2018. So, <laughs> incredible. And let me give you this. This is for the guy who started. He is the uh, former Wall Street investment banker. He was the first chairman of the Rail Authority 20 years ago. He said, quote, I was totally naive when I, when I took the job. I spent my time and didn't succeed. I realized the system didn't work. I just wasn't smart enough. <laughs> this is this is okay. comical. So here's the thing. Here's what's happening to us. This is why Stu is absolutely right on we got to stop California's invasion into our states. Okay. 17 states have already signed on whatever California says we're in. Because here's the next thing that's going to happen. They're going to start. Joe Biden is going to start saying, well, look, you know, uh, our agencies are watching and these ideas in California are catching on and they're spreading to other states. So we're just going to mandate them. OK, they're going to use that. What we're in right now, America, is a, a Marxist sandwich. You have the elites in New York and Washington, D.C., and then the coasts, Seattle, Portland, California, and they're just going to squeeze us down so we can be bite sized We must push back. Strengthen your states and your local communities. All right. Today's the last day you can get the new Tuttle Twins book, America's History, with a discount and all of the free stuff. It's a great, great history book. Your kids are not uh, are not being given. I did a couple of tours at the um, museum, uh, uh, the um, American Journey experience here at the studios this week. And I can't tell you how much stuff we have from Jamestown, the Pilgrims, the founders, uh, even from even from the space program that people are like, why didn't I ever learn that? Yeah. Yeah. Kind of interesting, isn't it? You didn't learn it because there's an agenda and you probably could have learned some of it, but it was only about the dates and you promptly forgot about all of that stuff. Here's untarnished American history. Great history. Bring it alive right now. Today's Tuttle Twins, Beck.com, the America's history book from the Tuttle Twins is amazing. It's at a big, big discount. Today is the last uh, last day. Plus, you'll get all the bonuses like videos and the audio version completely free. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Get this history book for your kids and grandkids. Tuttle twi uh, TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Stay informed. Sign up for the free newsletter today at GlennBeck.com. Oh, 
yeah. Uh, welcome to the Glenn Beck program. Today, episode 158 of the Glenn Beck podcast, we will effing destroy you. This is Tara Reid punished for exposing Joe Biden. It is terrifying to hear her story. You remember, she's the woman who came out and said, Joe Biden molested me. Well, you might have left that story and not heard the rest. They have tried to put her in jail. The FBI has come after her. They have destroyed her life, destroyed her life. Uh, She can't even get a job because all the companies that she applies to, they're like, "Uh, we don't want to fold our company because the FBI is raiding us or the IRS is doing a constant uh, audits on us. We, we can't take that risk. This sounds just like the fundamental Me Too story, right? You speak out about what a sexual assault yep. and you and get punished. And, and so you don't want to speak out next time. That was yeah. I thought that was the whole thing they were trying to solve. Wait until you hear what she said. I think she said she got it from an FBI agent or somebody that somebody was in the know that said uh joe biden said i want her in jail okay now you could say that's crazy how did you well that's what apparently a whistleblower said about joe biden saying about donald trump i want him in jail find a way this guy is really dangerous you want to see what your future is like if we don't vote if we don't stop this train here's a former democrat who is warning get away from the democratic party it's an amazing podcast episode 158 will effing destroy you available right now at blaze tv uh and you tomorrow you'll be able to get it wherever you get your podcast just sign up for the glenn beck podcasts the Glenn Beck Program. When you walk out the door in the morning and turn your back and look at your house, what do you see? A great place, a place that you're making great memories with your family, shelter, place that you have shared with friends, or do you see, oh, <laughs> I'm going to pay for this. Okay, a lot of people are going through this right now. Please, please, if you have an adjustable mortgage before things get even crazier, Please lock in the rate right now. Now, low interest refinancing and consolidation, the time to do this is running short. God only knows what lies ahead of us in the coming months. If you haven't already, please call American Financing. You have high interest credit cards. Please get a consolidation loan. It's better to pay 5% interest Uh, on those than it is 20% interest or more, which is coming. American Financing, 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440. It's AmericanFinancing.net, AmericanFinancing.net. They work for you, not the banks. Do it now. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail from accepting payments to managing inventory. Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system.
to hear is the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Hell, hello, you sick, twisted freak. Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. It is Friday. Biggest stories of the week. There's been a lot that has happened. Uh, we're closer to war than we were. Now we're now we're closer to war with Saudi Arabia. Isn't that great? Uh, we've had Kanye West lose his banking privileges because the bank said he's too big of a societal risk for them. Wait, you're losing your bank account? You also have another bank shutting down the accounts of a religious organization. Unless that religious organization gives them a list of all of the people they're affiliated with. Excuse me? We also had Alex Jones, a billion dollars. Lynn Cheney, what a surprise. January 6th committee. Ho, ho, ho. We, we've got to call him in for that. Uh, you have the, the whipping story where the DHS... Uh, knew that the guys on the on the border were not whipping the immigrants, and they did it anyway. Holy cow, what a week. Decades are happening in weeks now. Bill O'Reilly is here to tell us what he thinks is the most important story of the week in 60. If you want to, uh, to want to make your house feel a little cozy and home, you know, you want it to feel like that all year long, but There is nothing like at this time of year when the holidays are right around the corner. Oh, and they are. Can you believe how time fast? Time is so fast. I remember my parents saying, time flies. And I'm like, no, it's not. It's been like six years since last Christmas. Now it's like, wait, Christmas is here? Wait, it's 4th of July? Wait, it's Christmas again? It's wild. Uh, You want to get your house uh, spruced up for the holidays? Make it feel like home. Easiest, cheapest way to do that. And if you're selling your house, please look into this. Blinds.com. Blinds.com. They make ordering online uh, something that is really easy and a pleasure. You're not sacrificing style or service. You get the latest styles of curtain shades, shutters, a whole lot more. And if you need help selecting what you want, they have a design expert that can help do live consultations. And it's all free. No hidden fees. No misleading quotes. No showrooms, which means no retail markups. Shipping is always free. It's a no-brainer. And right now, save up to 40% off site-wide. 40% off site-wide. It's blinds.com. Plus, through October 18th, all vertical blinds are 45% off. It's blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Mr. Bill O'Reilly, welcome to the program, sir. How are you? I'm the same, Beck, and you know that's tragic. (laughs) Yes, I Um, do know that's tragic. Right. Bill O'Reilly, the author of uh, Killing... uh, Somebody, he's always the trying to kill somebody. Legend, the legends, that's right. Killing the legends, the lethal danger of celebrity. And you're a celebrity, Beck. You <laughs> read this book oh, I have read closely. It. I have read it. It's really good, Bill. I have Thank read you. it. Um, nice okay, so Bill, um, tell me, what is the biggest, most important story of the week? There is no doubt about it. My appearance on News Nation with oh Chris Cuomo. Did you see that? No, Did nobody saw that, Bill. <laughs> Everyone saw it on the Internet. Nobody and saw actually, it. Actually, Beck, you're misleading your uh, fine audience. Uh, that got the highest rating they've ever gotten. 
So, on News Nation. So that means okay. every cameraman might have been watching. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you, as you know, it goes all out on social media. It goes everywhere. It goes to the Kremlin. So why was this important? Number one, the big story that day was another bogus, phony story that the corrupt corporate media jammed down the throats of the American public. That is, some anonymous source said Trump ordered him or her to move a box in the basement of Mar-a-Lago that contained documents. Phony story. <sighs> you, and you know the story, right? Yeah. Oh, you saw it everywhere, right? No, I didn't. Front page Washington Post. I don't know whether the front page New York Times would play it up big. And all the liberal uh, networks played it up huge. Okay, so he gets on, Cuomo, and he goes, oh, oh, what about this? And I proceed to explain to him in a very gentle way, because you know how I am, uh, how this is totally phony, and maybe you want to be a little skeptical uh, thinking about Cassidy Hutchinson. Remember Cassidy Hutchinson? Remember that, Beck? I don't. To refresh okay. from I remember the January name. January 6th committee brings in this woman who worked in the White House who says that Trump lunged from the backseat of the oh, presidential yeah, 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 limo yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. and grabbed the Secret Service agent. Right. Remember? Right, yes. How many days was that blanketing the American media? All right, eight, nine days? Okay, it wasn't true. And the January 6th committee could have called the two Secret Service agents in the car to come in and testify under oath. They did not, did they? No. So why this is the most important story is it shows you that the media corruption is getting worse in America, not better. It doesn't matter how many stories are phony, two years of Russian collusion. And it's not a Trump story. I mean, he was involved with it because they hate him and they want to get him. But it's a story about Americans cannot get honest information. Okay, is, is they, the January 6th committee voted this week. They subpoenaed. It was unanimous. What a surprise. Yeah. Um, a, uh, they're going to subpoena to testify Donald Trump. Is he going to yeah. testify? Will he testify? No, of course he's not going to testify. And I would love to see that. <laughs> I would love well, to he see said that. on social media about an hour ago, I got a note from him this morning, um, and he said, I want to go and testify. Uh, I don't know if that's a good idea. But look, if he wants to go, then go. Yeah, let him go. Let him go. It sure would be fun to watch because he's got a lot to say. He's got a lot to say. Um, let me give you a couple of other stories. Um, one juror just could not do it. She said, I think he was mentally ill. The Parkland shooter got life yeah. in prison instead of the death penalty. You know, this is a, another flaw in our system. I don't believe in capital punishment because I am a uh, Roman Catholic and I don't believe in abortion. I don't believe that the state should be taking the lives of anyone. However, in cases, in heinous cases where a human being kills or inflicts massive damage on another human being, life in prison is not enough. It's not enough. So there should be different circumstances like life in prison at hard labor. You see what I mean? So that these people, they don't just sit there on their cot and watch TV, that they have to go out and they have to work every day 
and really make the punishment uh, something that people dread almost as much as being dead. You with me here? Yeah, I, I, uh, I, I tell you, I, I am pro-life. You know that of me, uh, but I am pro-innocent life. And I've struggled with the death penalty back and forth. I don't want to I don't want to take another life. But I I will tell you that there are people that should just um, it, it, it. You've broken well, the contract suffer, with with humanity. Let's make, them, and, let's make them suffer. OK, I don't want to torture people. But <laughs> not anyway, torture. OK, not torture. Just you have to work every day at hard labor for the rest of your life. No parole. Uh, that, I submit to you, Beck, would cut down on this heinous violence because most of these people, they don't care whether they live or die. All right. They don't care. Mm-hmm. Um, but facing hard labor for the rest of their life, that'll make up care. OK, um, let me take you to what happened with Saudi Arabia this week. Ooh. <sighs> Tell me yes. your thoughts, Joe Biden. Uh, apparently goes over. He says he didn't even talk about oil. None of this is true. Uh, of course, he talked okay. about oil. Um, he, th- <clears throat> according to sources that were there, uh, he made a condition and said, uh, you know, you're, you're only going to do 200,000 barrel re- or 100,000 uh, barrel reduction. Uh, they made that agreement and you're not going to do it before the election, which is exactly what they tried to get Trump on doing. Um, the Saudi Arabia got pissed off. They made it 200,000 barrels instead of one. Um, Biden threatened them earlier this week and said there's going to be retaliation. I can't tell you what, but there will be. And Saudi Arabia yesterday came out with a unbelievable uh, letter against the president. Yes. I can tell you what the retaliation is. Hunter Biden's buying a condo in Riyadh. (laughs) I would gladly send him over to Saudi Arabia. Yeah, that's the retaliation. You you handle Hunter. Look, here are the two most important points of the Saudi Arabian situation. Uh, I know you don't know this because you're a very busy, important man. But I interviewed uh, former Secretary of State Mike Pompeo this week. And uh, he had an amazing amount of insight into Saudi Arabia and Putin vis-a-vis Biden. Um, Two things about Saudi Arabia. Number one, they obviously do not fear Joe Biden. and They want to embarrass Joe Biden. And in doing so, they've thrown in with Putin, which is just every American should now ever go to Saudi Arabia. Don't go through there. They're on the blacklist. But number two, what is worse about this is that the Biden administration, not Biden himself, but the Biden administration went to uh, the Pubas in Saudi Arabia and said, hey, don't make the announcement till after the midterms. Right. I mean, really? Come on. <laughs> really? This, that's the worst part of it, that these people in the White House, they don't care about us. They, have, they don't care about us. Stock market's down 3,000 points since June. I mean, it, and then this guy runs around Biden and goes, oh, no, there's not a lot of inflation. Yeah, but where you live, there isn't. But every other human being in the country is getting pounded. So, again, we go back to why would any American vote Democrat in November 8th? So why would tell me anybody? What your, tell me what your gut is saying about the election. Is it stronger uh, than it was last it's, week. Every day it's getting better for the Republicans. 
Every day the Republicans don't say anything. It's getting better. As soon as they start to say stuff, then it gets bad. They just shut up for the next three and a half weeks. Now, that is Mitch McConnell's, and I don't understand it. Why do you say that? Because the Republican Party has no central philosophy or leadership. Oh, yeah. Okay, well, you'd agree with that, would yes, you? Yes, I would, absolutely. Okay, so just keep quiet. Let them destroy themselves. The Democrats are so bad. I mean, it's, it, I don't know how it could be worse. With the border, the crime, the economy, how could it be worse? How? We could be at war, which we will be. But um, We're not going to be at war, Beck. Yes, you're, we are. No, we're not. No, yeah, we're we not going to be at war. You it's are going to be on the program happen. saying, Glenn, you saw this one coming. I didn't believe it. but Okay, number one, I'd never say the word Glenn. <laughs> <laughs> just did. You just you, did. You, thank you very much, mm-hmm. Stu. You just did. And that's the first time I think he's ever said, <laughs> uttered the word Glenn. I had to do it. I was going to spell it out. <laughs> time because i want a minute at the end of this interview for uh, legends um but look let's and i mean it's literally those of you who are people of faith please pray that there is not a shoot war in the world please because it it, it's not it's not like world war ii anymore it then collapses economies across the board i mean it's just inconceivable but one of the things that pompeo told me uh, which I did not know, was that uh, war games are going on now yeah. within the Biden administration. In case Biden, uh, Putin does do a little nuke action, the war games, and, and Pompeo said this, so I'm, I'm not making speculating, it's based upon we would then vaporize Russia's ability to communicate. All of their uh, social media, everything would go dark there almost immediately. So I will tell you, I, uh, I know somebody who um, is, you know, uh, around the White House and awful. <laughs> I know somebody yes, there. the chef. We know, uh, we know yeah. you know the chef. Uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, uh, he is very well aware of these games and has um, been involved and yeah. is, uh, is telling me the same thing. Uh, yes. And I know Pompeo has better sources than I do, but uh, I have a pretty good source inside the White House that says uh, it's frightening. It's terrifying. Well, if Putin does it, Russia comes off the map as far as communications are concerned. Uh, there won't be a nuke response from NATO, but there will be that kind of response. Uh, and, and you know that Russia would probably hit back, but... We are a thousand times more powerful. I mean, again, I don't want to be too self-aggrandizing, but in Killing the Killers, I just lay out all this unbelievable weaponry that was developed during the Trump administration that is deployed now. Um, And Putin has got to know that if he ever did that, that Russia then goes dark. And if that happens, Putin himself becomes in grave, grave danger. So that's why I don't think he's going to do it. Somebody, it was my son actually told me, he said, Dad, didn't the Duma, weren't there people in the Duma that were the Duma. saying yeah. that we have to, uh, that they want Russia to pull out? And I'm like, oh, if it happened, it was a death sentence. I didn't look it up. Is that, have you heard that? There's a scent in Russia, but if you open your mouth, it's like the Crosby, Stills, and Nash song, step out of line, they come and take you away. So the Duma is essentially a rock group in Russia. 
It just right. goes against okay. concerts. <laughs> all right. Um, all right. Back with Bill O'Reilly here in just a second. First, let me tell you about Patriot Mobile. How often do you tell people something that, you know, you, you, you have real justifiable pride in? You know, how many times have you said, I bought this and it's really great. And the product or the service uh, is even better. That's how you're going to feel about Patriot Mobile when you make the switch. It's not just a great cell phone company with fantastic service and really competitive rates that will save you money. It's also one of those things that is a great American business. And Patriot Mobile stands for your values. You're going to become an advocate. You're going to become uh, evangelical about Patriot Mobile when you start working with Patriot Mobile. Get out of your big cell phone service. You can switch to Patriot Mobile right now. They make it very easy. They have uh, free activation if you use the offer code back. Special discounts are available for veterans and first responders. Join the movement. And that's what this is. It is a movement to take our country back. Make the switch today and make a difference today. It's PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck or call 972-PATRIOT. 10 seconds, station ID. Uh, Mr. Bill O'Reilly, who has, is this your 11th or 10th killing book? 12, Beck. 12. 12 books, yeah. and you need to read each and every one of them. Um, look, Killing the Legends is a book that basically tells the American people how we are living today and why that happened. The three individuals, Elvis Presley, John Lennon, Muhammad Ali, all influenced the culture to an extent that is staggering. And they've all been overlooked by history. One, one example. Okay, Elvis Presley, uneducated, uh, graduated from high school, but he's a truck driver. And he's a teenager in Mississippi, unbelievably talented. Gets a shot on the Ed Sullivan Show, sings a dopey song called Hound Dog, which at one time I heard you sing in, in one of our shows. Okay. And then in the space of a day, crashes the entire American culture. The conformity after World War II leaves the building, rock and roll rebellion replaces it. It was an amazing historical occurrence. And then the Beatles did the same thing, sex, drugs, rock and roll. And how did, that how did Muhammad, uh, Muhammad Ali? He, he wouldn't go into the armed forces. Remember? Yeah. He was drafted and wouldn't go in. That lit the descent of the Vietnam era. Now, all three of these guys did that individually. I mean, the Beatles were four, but it, Lennon was the driving face of the band. And they all got destroyed. They all got crushed because of their fame and notoriety. And they were all betrayed by the people closest to them. And the betrayal factor of killing the legends is most important to the reader. We have all been betrayed. Every person in this country, I will submit to you, Beck, has been betrayed at one point or another in his or her life. Would you agree with that? Yes, and I think we're experiencing the biggest betrayal of our lives right now. And I, that's an excellent point. This Biden administration has betrayed us to an extent 
never before seen in American history because he campaigned as moderate Joe. I'm bringing us all together when he knew it was a lie. And the first day in adopted progressive left policies that have ripped up our economy and social fabric. That is a colossal betrayal. But on the personal level, you look at these famous guys who had everything. I mean, God gave them everything because talent is derived from God. And that's why I believe in God, because every individual is talent. And they were destroyed because of their fame. Killing the Legends, Beck. You'll love it. All right. Thank you very much. Bill O'Reilly, we'll talk to you next week. Killing the Killers, the Lethal Danger of Celebrity is his latest killing book. Uh, always the number one uh, New York Times bestseller. Even the New York Times can't deny it. Uh, and uh, more in just a minute. Stand by. The Glenn Beck Program. I want to talk about Alex Jones and uh, the lawsuit, what it means for free speech with uh, Michael Malice coming up in just a second. So there's this guy. You don't know him. He doesn't know you, but he's a cyber criminal. He's just about to execute a series of moves to remove you from you, your identity, your money, your good name. All he has to do is just take a little bit of information of yours, and he's already got a handle on it, and he's in. Going to be a bad day. It's important to understand how cybercrime works, identity theft, how it affects your life, and how easy it is for dirtbags. Get 25% off a subscription with LifeLock right now, which is the top of the line in cybersecurity. It's LifeLock by Norton. They have preventative measures to keep you safe, best in the business, in my opinion, and a restoration team if you do end up having your information hacked into. So they got you covered. It's LifeLock. Use the promo code Beck and save 25% right now. 1-800-LIFELOCK. 1-800-LIFELOCK or LifeLock.com. Make sure you use the promo code Beck. 25% off. It's LifeLock.com. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn to save 10 bucks. We have Michael Malice coming up next. Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. It is Friday. We have Michael Malice joining us. Uh, he is the host of You're Welcome, the podcast. Uh, and he is a big lover of freedom of speech. And no matter how you feel uh, about Alex Jones, um, a billion dollars, a billion dollars in damages uh, is should be chilling to every American and especially broadcasters. Uh, welcome to the program, Michael. How are you? Uh, thanks so much, Glenn. I, I think it's even more, right? Isn't a billion just the um, damages and there's going to be a, a punitive phase on top of this? Yeah. And and there's a whole nother case in Connecticut yeah. ready to go. So, I mean, it's going to, you're right, it's going to be probably multiple billions of dollars before this is Well, over. no, I think this was the Connecticut. There's the Texas one, which was like 45 or whatever. And then this was the Connecticut one. So. Yeah. Well, there's one there's more one to go. More Connecticut one more to one. go. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. on top of this. Oh, oh boy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, boy. I, I mean, what what's kind of insane, I, I you know, I tweeted it out this week, O.J. Simpson, when he was sued for the wrongful deaths of Nicole Brown Simpson and uh, Ron Goldman, he only had to pay out a $33 million uh, settlement. So wow. to put this in perspective, the, the, the numbers for actually killing two people is a tiny percentage of this. Uh, it is as gross as it is to discuss this, juries every day 
have to adjudicate wrongful death or you know if someone dies in a car wreck or something how much that estate is owed and the numbers are nowhere near as close to this so there's just no concept here of proportionality um in terms of you know the and, and in addition you know you see people like well you know look what he did to these parents it's like the what was done to the parents pales in comparison to what the shooter did you know that was where the real Correct. damages were and he's being charged with much more than what uh, um they had to suffer through at the hands of that madman so and I there think was no is- there was no closure i think for the parents because the gunman uh shot himself and so you know alex jones i think this was a despicable thing to uh to perpetrate however um, you know, there are a lot of bad people or bad opinions or whatever um, that are out there. You can't take your grief out on on somebody um, and their freedom of speech. And I think part of this was you feel so bad for the parents, horrible for the parents, for the shooting and then for what they had to endure. But you 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 can't do that. I mean. What is the point of a billion dollars? He's not going to be able to pay it. So what is the point here? Well, when when, we're, when people talk about issues like this, I always try to bring something innovative to the conversation as much as I can. And I think we all forgot because we all have the, you know, when you have a president who has Alzheimer's, it kind of becomes leadership and we all have issues <laughs> with our memory. But we're all forgetting that Peter Thiel took out Gawker. Um, I, I just thought of that as I was waking up this morning, which is, you know, Gawker outed him. Uh, Gawker was a series of websites uh, headed in New York, uh, very malevolent in, in many um, capacities. And Peter was like, you know what, these these people cannot stand. And he funded a lawsuit by Hulk Hogan. Why Hulk Hogan would need funding is not really clear to me. Hulk Hogan being a very successful athlete actor for decades. Uh, and they actually managed to take down the Gawker empire and drove Nick Denton, the owner, into bankruptcy. But at the same time, you know, w- what people are concerned about, very understandably, is they're trying to make Alex Jones an example. And what effect is this going to have on other broadcasters? Correct. When Gawker was destroyed, it did not at all rain in the vitriol in uh, internet media, uh, from my perspective, uh, at least. Yeah, you know, I, I, Michael, I had the same thought. I, I would not be surprised at all if we find out after this that somebody is funding these suits. They're so, like, they're so targeted to this one guy. And again, like, my, uh, you know, whatever you think about Alex Jones, if if you want a central theory he's really responsible for, you'd say the 9-11 theory, yeah. right? He he was not, I don't think, the leader on the Sandy Hook thing at all. Even, I went through their entire complaint. They have about 12 instances of him even talking about it. You know, like, and the idea that you you go after a host for saying something that he admits was is wrong now a wrong opinion because people who may or may not have heard that theory from him they could have heard it from anywhere else on the internet went and harassed these parents the people who should be held responsible for that harassment are the people who did it the people who actually went up to these poor parents and harassed them in real life those are the people that should be charged with this stuff and and if by way of parallel, Sarah Palin recently sued the New York Times because she was uh, accused by, by them of being behind the Gabby Gifford shooting and things like this, and her case was dismissed out of court. So there is it's certainly a, the legal system, which I'm obviously not a fan of being an anarchist, often leads to kind of these outcomes which just seem to be completely uh, incoherent in relation to other cases uh, and situations like this. Um, I, I mean, I think 
you know, if the worst comes to pass and Infowars is taken down and Alex has to file bankruptcy, he's not going to go away. They, they, they're not literally removing right. his tongue or the existence of microphones on Earth. This is not going to functionally silence him. So uh, I, I do think this is, you know, meant to make an example, but I think it's, it, it's going to have a counter effect because it's going to make people that much more uh, of the view that there are forces out there designed to silence any questioning of official narratives. And uh, Michael, when you when you look at at this, I mean, O.J. Simpson, he just declared bankruptcy and he was off playing golf and they tried to say, you know, look at the money you have. And he's like, no, 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 I'm just this is money I'm just making today. And, you know, he got around all of it and, you know, had a pretty sweet life. I mean, what 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 is the point again? What is the point of all of this? Because it's not going to be paid. Is it really, truly, in your eyes, uh, something that is just trying to scare people like me or others, uh, you, from speaking out and questioning the truth? Because that's not going to work. I'm not going to stop. I think, but in their perspective, they don't know what else to do because Alex Jones was decreed a non-person like several other people you and I can name that we've probably been friends with at one point. And he was officially supposed to have vanished. And the fact that he was driven off of all forms of social media and that he still has an audience and that he still can be, you know, I had him on my podcast a couple of times, you know, I could reach an audience with him as a guest. It wasn't forbidden like some other people. This really drove some very bad people crazy because it was the rule that you do not talk to this person. He is persona non grata. And the fact that he's actually beloved and regarded by some people, even those don't, who don't like him, as perhaps a buffoon as opposed to a dangerous threat, that is a problem because it was like 2016. You cannot vote for Trump. We have told you. All these organizations have said this person is off limits. And when the reverse happened, they really didn't know what to do except double down. So what does it mean for the future? I think it means that people, you you, you know, there was this tweet not that long ago that said they should change the term conspiracy theory to spoiler alert. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I can't take credit for that great line. That's a great line. The fact that we're seeing all this stuff coming out about Pfizer this week and, you know, the things about social distancing never had a point and there's no even a pretense that had a point. I, I, I think Alex Jones is like Trump and they don't realize this, a symbol of something much bigger. And they think if they kill the head vampire, all the other vampires vanish. And that's really not how it's going to work. And this is really going to create a problem for those whose job it is to manufacture popular opinion. Especially when you go and look at Donald Trump. What they've missed the whole time is Trump is not the disease. Trump is a symptom. And he's a symptom of... People feeling like no one in Washington represents them, listens to them, includes them in anything. And that number of Americans is only growing. And they think if we can put him in jail or take him down or discredit, that's going to that's going to make that uh, that group go away. It's not going away. It will only get bigger because you make people into a martyr. 
Yeah, I, I said that exactly myself, that Trump is more useful as a martyr than as a president. I'm very much looking forward to him uh, speaking uh, in front of the January 6th committee, because talk about a, you know, a carnival. It is going to be the sideshow to end all sideshows, to watch him staring down Liz Cheney. They're not going to be able to keep him quiet. He can't keep himself quiet. It's going to be absolutely hilarious. So do you think he hurts himself by doing I, it? I, 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 no, I, I think because Trump has been in many ways effectively silenced, uh, you know, he's not on Twitter. That was his main venue of getting his words out there. I know he's now on Truth Central, but whatever. To have him and have network coverage, something that they're trying to avoid, they're trying to vanish the guy, even though he's the former president, that is going to be, I, I think that the memes are going to be epic alone. Oh, I, and I think it would be must watch TV. I think oh, that sure. is the only thing that I've seen politically in the last maybe four years, three years, that will actually draw a large audience to television. People will think, watch that. I think they really think that watching Liz Cheney Karen out and wag her finger at him and scold him and he's going to sit there like a pet, petulant child and everyone's going to get up and clap. These people, since there's so much of their views are informed by Hollywood, think real life works like a Hollywood movie and you get mm. to tell off the bad guy and he you know, throws his hat in the floor and you know just shakes his fists. That's, that's not reality. You're not going to talk over Donald Trump. Uh, it is an interesting time to live. Last question. More optimistic, less optimistic that uh, from from last week that the election is going to be uh, headed uh, in the red direction. You think it's a, a uh, wave, oh, no, think, a tidal wave, a wave or just a little wash I up think on the all, shore? All the polls are showing uh, undecideds are breaking towards Republicans, which is the historical norm. Uh, and I think election night, when we're all going to be covering uh, the events, it's going to be absolutely hilarious to watch. My one hope is John Fetterman uh, becomes the senator from Pennsylvania. <laughs> I, because I'm a JFK truther. I don't think there was any shooter. I think his head just did that. And John <laughs> And, and, John, and John Fetterman is going to be the first senator whose brain explodes live oh, on the floor of the Senate, covering everyone in his brain parts and boobs. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I can't wait. And he's I'm glad that you're reach. on the panel. I'm glad that yes, you're on sir. the panel that night. Believe me, this is going to be uh, election night coverage that you're not going to see any place else. We've got a guy <laughs> who first. believes Kennedy's head just spontaneously <laughs> exploded. That's good. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun, Michael. Thank you very much. God Take bless. Care, you bet. Uh, you don't want to miss the Blaze coverage this week, uh, uh, that, uh, that week. This is election week, and I'm just going to announce it because I want you to make sure that you've made plans for this. I believe it is on the Saturday before, I'll let, or Saturday after, and I'll let you know for sure when we get closer to it. But election night coverage is going to be unlike anything we've done. You're going to love it. Um, <laughs> trust me. Uh, and then... The coverage on Saturday, the following Saturday, uh, it is going to be how do you defend yourself when the ATF comes to your door? How do you defend yourself with the IRS? Who can help you if you're in a school board meeting? How do you stand for your rights? We have people who have already done it and done it incorrectly. And now have learned the lesson. We have uh, experts on the Constitution. We have the whole thing ready for you. So it, I think this is something for 
every single American a must watch. It'll be the Saturday after the election. We'll give you more details on that. Sign up for Blaze TV. This is a must watch, must watch. And uh, you'll also get that week, uh, the election coverage, which is lots of fun. All right. Let me tell you about Relief Factor. Long ago, um, I would spend so much so much of my day in pain that I could barely function. Um, I had signals um, for my wife and uh, and for my security detail that I was about to melt down and collapse in pain. Get me out of here, you know, in a, in a way that nobody notices. It was uh, it was really bad. And I hated, hated living this double life, especially because I really couldn't talk about it. Um, and, and it felt like I was living a lie and I was, I wasn't living my life. I couldn't do the things that I wanted to do. A relief factor gave me my life back. It gave me the first break of all of that pain. The three week quick start right now developed for you. It is all natural. It doesn't drug you out. 1995. It's a dollar a day. Hundreds of thousands of people have ordered Relief Factor, and about 70% of them go on to order more. So try Relief Factor. ReliefFactor.com. 800-4-RELIEF. 800-4-RELIEF. Get the 1995 three-week quick start developed just for you. It's ReliefFactor.com. ReliefFactor.com. 800, the number four, Relief. Relief Factor. Feel the difference. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. I'm really glad that uh, you're listening today. Lots of big, big news uh, that has broken here in the uh, last few hours while you were asleep. Uh, Bank of America has come out with bad news a long way, they say, from the bottom of the market. They say we could lose, and so does Jamie Dimon, as much as 30% more in the stock market. That would be... uh, that would uh, that'd be quite bad. Uh, Saudi Arabia is in the news today. You should read the letter that uh, they wrote for public consumption. Uh, basically, they are in a very nice way uh, saying that Joe Biden is a liar and uh, he was playing politics with oil and we won't play politics with oil. Oh, that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if they have too much credibility yeah. on that one, but uh, they are, you know, they're they're speaking out and. The first response from the White House was, well, we're not going to go then to uh, the meeting where we're going to talk about protecting the Middle East. Uh, Mm. We're not going to do that. So now we are not attending a Middle East conference that we always attend that talks about their own security and how to contain Iran. So we've just strengthened Iran, pissed off Saudi Arabia even more, and Russia is now cozying up to uh, Saudi Arabia and saying, don't worry, you can buy planes from us, you can buy missiles from us, we are your new supplier. So this administration is just changing everything about our alliances. The world is changing quickly. Now, next hour, I wanna talk to you uh, uh, and, and introduce you to somebody who I think is miraculous. She stood up against all odds we're gonna talk to her next
The Glenn Beck Program. All right, you know the phrase, sounds too good to be true. I'm excited to tell you about an instant where that doesn't apply, and it is sweat block. As the name implies, it blocks sweat. Wow, you're doing sweat a great block. job Thank describing you. this Thank product. you very much. Yeah, good uh, job. I've used a deodorant. It's amazing. It's really great. But what got me really was the wipes. And this is for somebody that uh, they described it as, you know, somebody who has really a bad sweating problem. I don't think I have a horrible sweating problem. I just don't like the heat at all. And I do sweat when I'm out in 100 degree temperatures. I use the wipe and I have to tell you, it is the most amazing product I have ever tried. You go before you go to bed at night, you just wipe, wipe under each arm and then you're good for six days. They're not too good to be true. It's amazing. Try sweatblock.com. That's the uh, website where you can get a starter pack and you can just try this out. Try sweatblock.com. You'll get the starter pack for free. Pay 99 cents in shipping and that's it. Try sweatblock.com for your free starter pack. I think you're going to thank me. Let me say, you're welcome. All right. We have somebody who has taken a very brave stand, and uh, we must commend her and and spread her story because she's paying a price for it. Welcome to Friday. I have a very positive story. People are standing up for what they believe in all over the country. And they are starting to say, enough of the bullying. Enough of the bullying. You can believe what you want to believe, but I'm not going to pay uh, a price in my soul for stating declarations that I find to be absolutely untrue. There's a, an attorney who was really working just to help families um, in uh, Philadelphia, and she was asked to agree to white people are racist and sign a contract on that. And she's like, well, no, I don't agree with that. This is not, this is a, a liberal. This is somebody who I'm sure does, you know, not vote the way I do. But she said, I don't agree with that. Well, I want her to tell you her story. It's amazing. And we owe her uh, some gratitude for being one of the first to stand up against a firestorm and hopefully encourage others to do the same in 60 seconds. Have you ever had such a spectacular and good service that it was just like, holy cow. You just love it and you become an evangelical for it? That's the experience you're going to have, I think, with real estate agents I trust. Um, this is the kind of service that you get when you use um, my uh, company. 
Uh, it is a service that I started, uh, I don't know, five or six years ago. And it is only the only thing it does is help you find the person, the real estate agent in your area that has the best track record, has the um, has the, uh, the the right business approaches, knows how to get your home sold fast, for instance, because they spend a lot of money advertising their own website to get that website, to get your house on that website seen. So they already have the traffic coming in for homes like yours. That simple things like that that you may never even think of when you're asking, hey, will you sell my house for me? Because I never knew. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Tell us where you're selling and where you're buying. We'll do our best to find the best agent in your area that will help you get the most amount of money, the easiest trans, uh, transition, and sell your home fast. It's realestateagentsitrust.com. Realestateagentsitrust.com. We welcome to the program now Nicole Levitt. She is an attorney uh, who found herself in a pretty difficult situation she's written a piece in newsweek magazine i was asked to agree to white people are racist and uh sign a contract about that at work um nicole welcome to the program hi thank you thank you for having me (laughs) you bet um i uh I, i imagine that you and i don't vote the same way um and that's totally cool with me um but Uh, Your story, I think, is so important because even people that really radically disagree on politics should not be disagreeing on principles and the Bill of Rights as one of them. Um, You were working as an attorney in a private practice. Um, You also have a degree in psychology. Uh, You worked as a therapist. You were doing pro bono work. And what were you working on in your job? Okay, so... I, I work for a domestic violence agency. Okay. Um, so I'm, I wasn't doing pro, exactly pro bono work. I'm getting paid, but okay. our clients okay. are not paying us. All right. Um, okay. And so, and so I, okay. Go sorry. ahead. No, 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 please go ahead. Uh, yeah. I represent victims of domestic violence and I represent them um, mainly in custody court because they still have custody battles with their abusers and, mm. um, the children, yeah, the children need to be protected, and and so do the the women. Okay. Or D- domestic violence is uh, is horrific, and those people who have um, lived through it uh, know it, uh, and those who deal with it every day, uh, I think, are are heroes, especially when they are protecting people. So that your job was to go in, represent them, help them. These are people generally in poverty, I would imagine, yeah. in Philadelphia. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Go ahead. We have um, like an income ceiling. We can't represent them if they make over a certain amount of money. So almost all of our clients are um, low income or um, or working class. Okay. Are you a governmental agency? No, we're a private agency. However, we do get government funding. Okay. So when George Floyd was murdered, um, everybody this is the one time i think america united was on that day i think everybody who saw that was outraged by that except maybe a handful of uh, crazies um but they were outraged by it and then it became political and in a mess so that happened i imagine your workplace was like my workplace that day 
but your place evolved into holding a diversity, equity and inclusion sessions, right? Yes. Um, and at first, everyone did unite around um, what happened to George Floyd. Right. It was horrible. And I don't think any thinking, feeling person could see that and not Agree. be moved against it. Agree. Um, the problem came when when that empathy was hijacked for what I say was an ideological cause. And it got to the point where if you didn't agree with that ideology, if you dissented one step away from it, then, you know, you were outcast. And you 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 actually had affinity groups. And so you had a white group and a black group. Yes, um, they divided us up um, according to skin color, which was something that I found so regressive and so offensive that, yeah, I eventually said I'm I can't participate in those groups anymore. Um, and you have a but, you have a special uh, kind of uh, something extra that makes you really uh, worried about societies that do that. You're also Jewish. Yes. Right. And that played a role? And the, it did, because um, the language that I heard used against white people mirrored what, I, what was said against Jews uh, in the 1930s. And I wholeheartedly reject that kind of dehumanizing language against any race or any group. Um, and if, if anyone with a sense of history will tell you that things don't go well when that happens... <laughs> That's a, that's a very nice way of saying it, yes. <laughs> Things become suboptimal, yes. 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 Um, so you had, they introduced something, so you objected to going to the whites-only group, and then yes. uh, uh, what happened after that? So... As an agency, we were bombarded with um, messages of anti-racism. We were asked to attend a lot of different trainings and read a lot of different materials um, on, like, the Kendian sense of anti-racism. Oh and that included, like, white people decolonize your bookshelves, you read this, this, and this. Um, and, and it was a lot. We we were really bombarded with a lot of those messages. Did you guys get any work done? <laughs> we did. However, I was concerned about how much time we were spending on this. And also um, big conversations like defund the police. My, my thinking was we need the police right now. They're not a perfect solution to any domestic violence issue, but we need them. So, yeah. The answer would be in, in better training about domestic violence situations, not about we have to defund the police because they are um, killing black and brown people every day. Like that is the hysteria that I'd say took over the agency and it seemed to take over you know, a lot of the country as well at that time. So tell me about the full value contract that was introduced to you. Um, so... It was a contract that was supposed to govern our meetings at the legal center. And it was all fine. Most of it was like, you know, 
listen respectfully to other people, Mm -hmm. accept other viewpoints, things like that. (laughs) But number five was own that all white people are racist and I am not the exception. Um, And I immediately objected to that and was told, oh, you know, maybe you can just like agree with it as it's read. I say if that is read while I'm at a meeting, I'm not going (laughs) to pretend to agree with it. It's it's just not possible. How many people do you Um, think sign that and just like, I don't agree with it, but whatever, just sign it. I know a few people did because they told me, (sighs) um, but uh, I think most of them were true believers. And I think honestly, they thought they were doing the right thing. It astounds me that people can think that was the right thing. But here we are. Uh, okay, so you said I'm not going to I'm not going to sign that. Um, and then the, the company asked you to attend a meeting with the DEI consultant. And this is they're going to support you. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Did they? No. No. Um, what a it, surprise. <laughs> <laughs> they basically were kind of testing my beliefs and um, what does that challenging mean? them. What does that mean? Like, do you believe the country is systemically racist? Do you believe our criminal justice system is racist? And I kept asking, what is the purpose of this meeting? And the answer I got back was to see if you are safe to be around your black and brown colleagues and clients. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Yes. And I kept saying, so are you telling me I need to think this way um, about matters of race in order to represent my clients effectively? And they would kind of back off a little bit from that, but then come right back to it. So. Had you ever had any racial warnings or any trouble at all with anybody in in the history of your work on about race? No, okay. I have not. <laughs> all right. So, um, OK, yeah. you're 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 being questioned now. Yeah, go ahead. Yes. I, I don't know if that's going to continue. One of the proposals I saw was um, that that. Other colleagues wanted to treat microaggressions the same as harassment, you know, and make that a policy. So how do you work there? Honestly, how do you work there? I mean, I I, I mean, I just I I don't understand. We have gone from a a country where, you know, when you're in business, you work, you work towards a goal. You try to do good. You know, you try to be decent. If somebody's out of line, hopefully they get fired. You know, in extreme cases, take them to court if they're not fired to now. Somebody comes to me with a microaggression. I think I tr- I, th- I throw the toaster at them. I mean, I, 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 I just it, enough is enough. Can we please just concentrate on things that are really important? And let's you know, I, I met with the people at uh, Glad. I told the story earlier this week, met with people at Glad a few years ago. They would not. Uh, join me in this. And I said, look, my audience will hate me for joining with you. But we have one thing in common. We think throwing homosexuals off of the rooftops in Iran is really bad. And we can do lots of examples all around where where in Russia, uh, homosexuals are killed, tortured and killed in some cities. Let, let's just start there. Can we start there? No. So what are we doing if we won't actually face and do things 
today that actually make a difference. We could talk about slavery 150 years ago, or we can all get together and realize that I think it's 70 or 60 countries in the world still have no anti-slavery laws. And slave, there are more slaves today than in the entire slave trade combined. Let's stop what's happening now. It's a very distorted worldview. Mine? With you on that. No, no, no. That, okay. <laughs> you know, the anti-racism um, worldview. Yeah. This ideology that that is being shoved down our throats, basically. Because it's not, because I don't think it's actually about, you, you know, you wrote in your Newsweek article, this is really about dividing us. Th- this is, this is about control, power, politics, money. I don't know, but it's not actually about bringing people together and seeing beyond race. Yes, and there are some um, wonderful, wonderful programs um, about racism. If if a company wants to bring in some training about that, Sheena Mason's theory of racelessness. Don't know um, anything about Eric it. Smith. Oh, it, it's it's very good. Eric Smith and um, Jason Littlefield also have one, and it's about bringing people together, seeing the humanity in everyone. Well, it, I mean, if it teaches us. anything like Martin Luther King, I'm 100 percent in, um, you know, yeah. he, he was right. He's he was right. I know that's controversial to say now, but he had the right idea. OK, so let me take a break because you have filed um, a complaint against your uh uh, employer, and uh, I want to talk to you about that and what the consequences have been, and if you, if you uh, at all, um, regret your decision to speak out. Back in just a second, I want you to hear from Olivia. She had a visit to a preborn clinic, and it made all the difference in the world to this mom. Listen. So I felt like the only ones that were really there for me were the women at the clinic and it actually did empower me and help me. I was late enough to get my ultrasound. Still remember, you know, feeling everything. Um, it was changing. I said I would not get an abortion. So I was gonna raise this baby with or without him. So he said without. I think if I didn't find the clinic, and I probably would have considered abortion. The women there are just so kind and they're just so genuine. I would not be this strong without the clinic. My dreams now revolve around my son. Uh, I've met some of these women who have chosen uh, life, and all that preborn does is just say, hey, take a look at the ultrasound. When they take a look at the ultrasound, 80% choose life because they've been told this nonsense that it's not a baby, and they can see that's a baby. That's all they do. Please, can you support preborn? All you have to do is just dial. Pound 250, say the keyword baby. It's pound 250, keyword baby. Preborn.com slash Beck. They need your support now more than ever. Preborn.com slash Beck. 10 seconds, station ID. Nicole Levitt from uh, Philadelphia. She's uh, an attorney. She was working um uh helping you know underprivileged families family law and and abuse uh and she was asked to sign a white people's uh, white people are racist contract she said no she has filed uh against her uh employer what did you file and how's that going 
So I filed a complaint with the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission. Um, and all I want is for the civil, the existing civil rights laws to be followed and for the organization to say that they're going to follow them and basically knock this other stuff off, not do it again. Um, I don't want, you know, any monetary damages except right. for paying for my legal bills. And um, right now it's kind of stalled. The next step would be to request a right to sue letter and sue in, in state court. I hope it doesn't get to that. I don't want to take money or time away from this organization, but I think that this um, is an issue that is so important. Why? That Why? Because this kind of division is not going to serve us as an organization, and it's not going to serve us as a country. And someone had to be willing to stand up and say no. And right now, that's me. And it, it's not like the position I wanted to find myself in, I believe know. me. But it's the position I'm in, and I'm committed to it. That's usually how you know you're on the right side or you're standing with God. It's like, oh, no, I don't want to be that person. I don't want to do that. And that's when you know usually you're right is when you're like, okay. And nobody, you know, Martin Luther King was not the first guy uh, that people approached to stand up. I think he was the eighth or the tenth pastor that was approached. He was just the first guy that went, oh, okay, and did it. Um, and if you're hearing that, I got to stand up. I got to say something. Don't be the other not uh, the other eight pastors that you know were asked before Martin Luther King. Be Martin Luther King. It's uh, all you have to do is stand for things you know are true. Do you regret it, Nicole? I do not regret it. I would do it again. And um, have you paid honestly, a heavy price yet? Um, it's let's say it's been um, a very anxiety-filled time. Yeah, and I don't know what's going to happen. Um, I have. We have been professional in my organization. We are still like able to work professionally together. And for that, I'm very grateful. Um, I would like this to end mm -hmm. happily, yeah. but yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know the future. Nicole, um, it, please uh, keep us up to date. Uh, I'm, I'm in your corner. I don't know you. I know that we don't have the same political background, but anyone who is standing for the Bill of Rights and just common decency we are in your corner let us know how to help god bless you thank you nicole thank you you bet back in a minute with more <laughs> you don't want to miss the more the glenn back program do you remember how good the feeling was the first time you really started to eat healthy after a lifetime of eating delicious but fattening garbage for most of your life? Yeah, I don't remember that either. But you know who does? Well, he probably doesn't have that kind of memory, but Uno would if he was a person. Um, he, you know, basically wasn't eating, but he was eating kibble food and that has no nutritional value in it. It is really crazy. They cook all of that stuff out. So it's shelf stable. I love that governmental word. Um, 
he's a lot healthier, so much happier, so much more active since he started on Rough Greens. It's not a dog food. It's a supplement developed by naturopathic Dr. Dennis Black that you put on your dog's food. Chock full of vitamins, minerals, probiotics, antioxidants, you name it, it's all in Rough Greens. They want to give you a free little sample bag that you can just make sure your dog likes and will eat it. You can get it for free now. You just pay for shipping. Go to roughgreens.com slash back. That's R-U-F-F greens.com slash back. Or call 833-GLEN-33. 833-G-L-E-N-N-33. Call Rough Greens today. And sign up to Blaze TV at blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn for 10 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. Hey, real quick, I just want to follow up on the uh, last uh, interview we were talking about, you know, race and anti-racism. You got to follow the science, okay? Let's just follow the science. Do you know that it was science, science that got all of this stuff, the Klan, uh, anti-racism, it is science that codified all of this, that gave humans the excuse. First, they used the Bible. Well, the Bible says you can have slaves. Well, the Bible says you can't have slaves. Man-stealing. Oh, they had slaves. Didn't have slaves. Okay, so what are you going to believe? So the argument has been going on religiously. Well, once we got past religion in the 1800s, we, of course, turned to science. So what does science have to say about slavery? This is a uh, first edition copy of The Origin of the Species by um, Darwin. Most people don't know the full name of origin of the species because no one ever says it. Because if you said it, you would know we should not be referring to Darwin for our great science. The origin of the species by means of natural selection or the preservation of favored races in the struggle for life. This was science saying white people are better. Black people are kind of half-baked. They got to go back. They're not really fully people, which led to images of black people looking like monkeys in Woodrow Wilson's book, The History of the American People. This codified it. So anybody who tells you, well, follow the science. Yeah, should we now? Because this also led to the gas chambers and eugenics and Planned Parenthood. All from this stew, directly, the next branch off the tree is all of that. Love each other. Race doesn't matter. Love each other. Judge people on the content of their character. Just, that's your mantra. I'll sign that at work. Yeah. All men are created equal. Yeah. Uh, no matter what their color. Yeah. Yep. I will absolutely do that. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to judge people on the content of their character and what they do and what they say. Yeah. I'll sign that. Not all people are racist or all white people are racist. Definitely not. Um, look, there. I, I hope you get some hope from this program. I'm, I'm trying to highlight people who are standing because there's a lot. Next week, I'm going to be highlighting some moms that are standing. It's fantastic. Fantastic what is going on in our school districts. And you need to see it.
Um, but I, I uh, did a podcast yesterday with Tara Reed, and it comes out tomorrow for the general public. It's already out on The Blaze. It came out last night, um, and it's up on The Blaze now. You can watch it right after this program if you would like. Uh, I mean, don't start it now. There is a surprise ending on today's podcast. Anyway, um, I, want, I want you to hear Tara Reed is the woman who accused Joe Biden of sexual assault. They didn't just try to discredit. They tried to destroy her. Here she is talking about what woke her up. What woke you? What got you? Somebody who I'm guessing hated me, you know, mm-hmm. in the day. No, you don't need to say it that fast. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, but what got you to the point where you're like, I, I, have to, I have to give it a shot. I have to try listening and seeing if I'm missing something. How do we get there on both sides? Well, I think I think listening to a variety of people and, and right now we're pretty censored. So it's pretty difficult, right? It's going to get more so. And, and it is. Um, you're seeing people deplatformed, targeted, whatever, um, just like I was, you mm-hmm. know, targeted, um, you know, and, and for your audience, what I mean by that is like, um, it's hard for me to get a job. It's hard for me to function. I lost my housing. I lost everything coming forward, everything. So I've been trying to, you know, come from, back from that. But I will tell you that. Mm-hmm. I have such compassion for you because, you know, everybody always says, oh, they're only doing it because. Mm -hmm. And they don't usually see the toll it takes on people. Mm. And, um, you know, I've done my homework on you and Mm -hmm. the toll has been devastating on you. Mm -hmm. Devastating. I don't know how you're surviving, quite honestly. They basically um, tried to put me in prison a year ago um, for felony perjury. I was an expert witness for domestic violence victims. And um, the group of Democrats in Monterey County did an email and some trolls, obviously, that were hired by DNC, did an email campaign and a phone campaign to have the prosecutor's office open up all my expert testimony. And so they tried to say I lied about my education, which I did not. And um, so eventually there was no investigation. Obviously, I wasn't convicted. But the word got back to me that Biden wanted to see me arrested right after the inauguration publicly. And that's what I heard, whether it's true or not. That is exactly what um, Mm -hmm. sources, whistleblowers have said that he said about Trump. Mm -hmm. I want him in jail. Right. That's terrifying. It's it's terrifying when you have no resources. I mean, Trump has some resources, at least. I do not. And um, it put me like I had to get lawyers and I had to get myself out of something that shouldn't have even started just because of what you talked about, which was your original question. What got me here? That process, the way I was vilified and watching um, watching them do the the Russiagate stuff, paying a million dollars for the for the steel dossier. They paid that that person a million dollars to try to basically. They said they'd give him a million dollars. Give him a million dollars. He could verify it Uh, see you know that's that that quick pro quo is not acceptable Mm -hmm. it's not right but especially coming from a federal agency that's that is really that's you're crossing a line into absolute authoritarianism abuse of power so we talked for a while she is i mean absolutely flat broke uh she's got nothing left in her life um employers will tell her well maybe i'll hire you after joe biden is in you know out of office 
Um, uh, and, and I want you to recognize how many people who don't vote like us. Um, she's a lifelong Democrat, generational Democrat, um, and a Democrat up until Joe Biden. And now she said, I'm not just against Joe Biden. I'm out of the Democratic Party, just like Tulsi Gabbard. I'm out because I see what they're actually doing. And they are authoritarians. That should wake people up. Stop making this about politics. This is really, truly about good and evil. Here's what she said about what's coming and why she feels it's so urgent to speak out. We're at a crossroads right now. We're facing nuclear annihilation. We are facing it right this minute. Do you, why do you say that? Why do you, because you've said this a couple of times and mm-hmm. I look in your eyes and you feel like, I know this is mm-hmm. coming. Why? Who, who, what? Is it Putin? Is it Biden? No. Is it what? I, I think that the hawks that are in our administration right now, mm-hmm. we call them or whatever, but I think back, um, in 2020, I gave an interview and I said, I think that Joe Biden will try to take us to a war in Russia. And someone privately said, don't say stuff like that. It sounds like a conspiracy. Where are we? We're in a proxy war against Russia. I say that because he's always had this kind of vision. You have Andrew Blinken, you have other other people that are in, Anthony Blinken, excuse me, that are in there that really see Russia as the enemy. They see it as a way um, that it's it's kind of a superpower, but not as a soft power. They they can manipulate it a bit in their eyes. This is coming from their view. But also, there's people around Biden that really believe that you can have a limited nuclear war. And I think that's crazy, and I don't think that's possible. But there are people in power right now, and that's why we're so close. The rhetoric has gotten to a point. But Biden was part of the administration with Obama that was trying to reset our relationship with Russia. They were never. When I was a young person and the the, actually Soviet Union had just fallen, there was such a, um, you know, still wanting to make Russia Mm -hmm. the enemy. But the the word the scuttle on the hill at that time was they were never going to have a seat at the table economically. And Russia was starting to become because it has natural resources. um, Mm -hmm. A power and you know they have a lot of innovation and science like we do and that's not acceptable to the people that are in power right now and so you look at the hostility towards china and one thing you know that i feel bad about because i was very um anti-trump but trump was right and he didn't get us close to a nuclear war but he was right about a lot of things so uh, the most surprising thing to me because i swore because i was against him Mm-hmm. I, I swore I would have testified in any court of law that mm-hmm. I am absolutely right about Donald Trump, that he's dirty and mm-hmm. it's just going to take some investigation mm-hmm. and that he is a madman mm-hmm. that will just throw us into chaos. Wow. Don't I wish for the good old days of Donald Trump now? Yeah. He, there was a method to his madness. Mm-hmm. We are in actual madness now because you're with career politicians that have a lot to lose they have a lot to lose mm. uh you don't want to miss this uh tara reed uh an amazing story she also uh has her own podcast she's just starting uh hoping to help feed her and her family the politics of survival she's going to be talking to people who are standing up 
and are being destroyed by it. Just understand that political correctness said this since the 1990s. Political correctness comes from Marxist communist thinking that you have to say what will keep you correct according to the political power that is currently in office. That's what's happening. And the end of political correctness is political prisoners. They are destroying and putting into a digital ghetto, something that I got a lot of heat on when I said two years ago, three years ago. We, they are building a digital ghetto. You, you don't have to take people out of the town square. The town square is the Internet. If no one can hear you, you're not really a part of society. You had Kanye West debanked this week. Debanked. We must go to the polls in droves. In droves, get everyone you know to the polls to vote. Yahoo Finance just put out an article this week with the top three reasons to, to buy gold. Seems like a short list to me, but given how important they are, uh, let me go over them. Gold acts against a hedge against inflation. Yep. Gold's an easy way to save, uh, to raise capital in an emergency. It's a good portfolio diversifier. Okay. Those are all three great reasons. Now they're up to speed where you and I have been for quite some time. I have been telling you for over a decade now, please put a percentage of your portfolio into gold. People have mocked and made fun of, but you are the little pig that built his house of bricks. Uh, And in this case, it's bricks of gold. Please do not buy ETF or paper gold. Please buy the physical gold with every legal tender bar card that is purchased today. This is a, an easy way for you to have tangible gold that you can actually take and use as well. It's so important to ask them about it. If you buy a legal tender bar, a gold legal tender bar, you're going to receive a Ben Franklin copper round, the coin that I designed, plus a free silver mind your business bar and a silver maple flex bar, which I also designed, all at no cost. The inventory is going to sell out. Get yours now. Don't wait. 866-GOLDLINE. 866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. Stay informed. Sign up for the free newsletter today at glenbeck.com. You know, I started the program. If you missed a second of it, get the podcast. Started the program today. Very optimistic about the elections, and I explained why in uh, hour number one of the podcast. Um, and I'm I'm ending the same way. And I'm ending uh, very optimistic about our society because things are changing. I want to play uh, audio here from a Tampa Bay coach that happens to be black. This is during a press conference on Wednesday. Listen to this. You, you and Mike Tomlin are two of the few black head coaches in the league. I wonder what your relationship is like with them and your thoughts on Steve Wilkes joining the NFL. I have a very good relationship with Tomlin. Uh, we don't look at what color we are when we coach against each other. We just know each other. I have a lot of 
very good white friends that coach in this league as well. And I don't think it's a big deal as far as us being coaching against each other. I think it's normal. Wilkes got an opportunity to do a good job. Hopefully he does it. And we coach ball. We don't look at color. But you also understand that representation matters too, right? And that when young aspiring coaches or even football players, they see you guys, you know, they see someone that looks like them, maybe grew up like them, that has to mean something. Well, when you say you see you guys and look like them and grow up like them, it means that we're eyeballs to begin with. And I think the minute you guys start, stop making a big deal about it, everybody else will as well. Listen Amen. to that common sense. Notice the press was all over it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 but, but you would agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 but, 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 but. Good. Things are changing in America. We are at the zenith of the pendulum uh, swing in a we generation, and it is starting to come back, and I think it's coming back fast. I think it's all been sped up because of the Internet, but things are coming back to normal. Now's the time. Stand up. There's no spectator sport. You cannot cannot be on the bleachers. You're on the field field joining a team one way or another are you fighting for things that we all know are true doesn't matter race doesn't matter is there are there racist absolutely do they matter absolutely but does race matter in the in the way we should be thinking in life no it doesn't matter at all and we were getting better we need to get back onto that trail We're getting better, not sicker. And they are still pushing pedophilia and everything else. It will stop and we'll get better.